What's up? We are live. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Millionaires, the Fantasy Millionaires in the house. My man, Mike Cash Collins, and I guess I'm going to be Scott Nimble with number stacks, something like that. I don't know. Welcome. How are you doing, my friend? Well, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, wasn't the best fantasy weekend for me again. (laughs) I drafted um, A.J. Green in three leagues. I have Raheem Mostert in like three leagues, three or four leagues. I have Michael Thomas. I have Saquon Barkley. I have Christian McCaffrey. Um. I have Lamar Jackson, who is, you know, being playing like what the NFL thought he was going to play like all of a sudden. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, beyond that, I'm playing fantasy football and I'm, you know, you got to you got to ride the waves. You got to ride the ups and the downs to this fantasy season, dude. That's oh, why we're here tonight, dude. We got to talk about all the things happening in the fantasy landscape uh waiver wires um yeah man uh it's an awesome game tonight this is monday night we have the game on in the background we're watching did you get to see uh samuel l jackson's um intro no no i have children that need to go to bed uh and so sadly i was i was doing the cuddle time which i love but no tell me how badass samuel jackson was bro that was like it's the best intro I've ever seen. Mm. It was, just, it was just like, oh, it, it, it got you so much goosebumps. It got you, oh my gosh, you just got so revved up. I mean, um, right now it's twenty ten in the game, so Kansas City is, they what? are looking like they are the truth. Um, but Baltimore, you know, it's you know, it's still it's still another half, so. We're not going to give up on them yet. I, I did pick Baltimore, I think, to go to the Super Bowl in our running every week. We kind of update where we're at. I believe you picked the Chiefs, so you're looking ahead of me on that one. Good call. We'll see. A lot of season left. You know, this is the fourth week or third week of the season. Sorry, I'm already in the fourth week. Third week of the season. So a lot of games we played, a lot of injuries to happen still. But Kansas City is looking tight, looking tight today. I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Cheetah. Mahomes just looks like, you know, no one can can, can mess with him. And uh, they look strong. And your, your boy Lamar, you're right. He's kind of back to, you know, first year Lamar, not not MVP uh, Lamar. So, yeah, he broke off a nice 30 yard run, but um, then they got like a crap penalty, and that stalled him out on another drive, and they didn't go for it on fourth down. So, mm, 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 but yeah, mm. you know, um, yeah, a lot. A lot of stuff, a lot of action, man. A lot of things popping off this weekend. Um, we always do our elevate, mitigate, eviscerate. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm at the place with injuries where I'm like <laughs> having to elevate, like Golden Tate. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Your elevations sound more like mitigations, bro. Maybe that's part of the problem this week. 
Yeah. Well, there's nobody. Uh, there's just no options. I, I, I'm uh, it, there. If if you had certain combinations of players right now, if you're one and two, good for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the, one of the one of the guys we talked about last week was Miles Gaskin. And uh, he, I think he's now moved into solid. Uh, he's a solid flex. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he he's. I got him. I got outbid by one dollar in, in our league record. Um, but I got him in another league, and uh, he's he, you know he's what I thought Matt Brady was going to be. So yeah, um, you know I think he's going to get you those 15 points every week. I mean, he just, he, they are giving him the ball. So, um, yeah, he, he, he's, he's, he was like the first person that I was like thinking he's gone all the way from not drafted to now he's a flex guy. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm well, I mean, he was not drafted at all, and when you looked at, at what you thought the the snap share was going to be in that backfield, he wasn't part of that percentage. He didn't really factor in, and you know he's he's done pretty well. You know he has sixty four uh, percent of the snaps so far, and that's good. I mean that's good. You want somebody above fifty percent, and he's got him. So he's on the field most of the time, and, right. and he's. You know, he's getting targets. You like that as well. Um, he's one of he's in the top 10 in, in RB targets so far. So there is some sneaky value there. I do like that. The longevity of that uh, that waiver wire pickup, if you hadn't grabbed him before, and then also the elevation seems like it's going to stick for a while. I like that. A- anybody else this week that we elevated from last week that popped off or uh, guys that you're just noticing that maybe you didn't elevate last week, but you're going to elevate them this week? Um. I don't know really what I, – I don't know how much we talked about uh, Cole. Uh, he – I don't remember if we talked about him a lot last week or not, but – I think uh, I talked about how I was going to bid $22 on the waiver wire for him, and then you bid 25 for him and you took him from me. So – yeah, I do. I think we did mention him, and he's somebody who maybe got elevated in a game you thought was going to pop on Thursday night without, you know, um, DJ Shark, and then he kind of fell flat as the whole team kind of rode the Connolly disaster. That kind of mm-hmm. was. So, uh, where, yeah, where are you at on Cole? Are you giving up on him, or is he somebody who you, you're going to kind of keep another shot in the in the lineup next week, or, or what's your status on him? I think it just depends on your situation. You know, if you're in a a situation where you know you 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 need somebody for a flex i mean he looks like he's gonna be get 10 points a game um and with aj brown out um i i i'm always gonna be looking you know depending on who's on my team if i should uh start him but yeah he's not really He's not really shaping up. I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying elevate on him. Um, Corey Davis too, similar sort of situation. Um, uh, 
I'm sorry. I was saying AJ Brown. I was thinking of DJ Shark. Uh, now I'm. It's like they're the same player to me. <laughs> like ten point. You know, should should be eating more, but no. not. Yeah. No. Um. You know, getting four or five receptions, fifty yards. You know, um, if they got a touchdown, it, it'd be a nice week. But right. Yeah, they're uh, they're all. I think they're all good pickups, but um, they're yeah. I mean, nothing. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you who I think is is uh, should be elevated. Uh, Tyler Boyd. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, he was probably in your flex, but. Um, Wide receiver two, he should be cemented in there. You're thinking? I, I yeah, I think he's er, I I think he's earned his way into uh, that sort of category. So you know you can you got a little if he was in your flex now you've got a little more room in your flex. You know you can flex a little bit. So yeah, well um, I like it. and maybe one of your studs is hurt like you mentioned earlier. Somebody that you got in the first or second round as it's a triage unit right now for anybody you know not named. I don't know Alvin Kamara and um, uh, yeah, whoo, whoo, what a yeah, elevate him. <laughs> oh man, give him it all. Uh, his grill, Dude. by the way, he's got the best grill in the game. I don't know if you saw after that touchdown, he he had a little sideline camera up close on the grill. And man, I got to up my game. I got to get that. It's 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 diamonds across, all gold around the diamonds. It is the best grill. Normally, I look at grills and I go gaudy, inappropriate. I'm not I don't really like the grill mouth guard thing going on, but he has just got it, man. That grill mouth guard is tight. Why, is he, thing. why does he wear that visor, though? Man, why do I wear these sunglasses at night, man? Is this no, that's what I'm saying. Like, now, we can't, you know? I, can't, I can't see anything right now. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? Like, your entire life depends on being able to see 200 yeah pound men that are just gonna ruin your knees and yeah. he's still got his cool like where's his sunglasses at night shades on his visor like i i, I just i don't get it i just yeah. don't get it but bo's got a visor, but you gotta like i don't know man you might get pulled over by the popo with that thing like that's you might. that's you might. hot like it, it is hot. You sure your field of vision is good i mean right. but hey i can't argue you know i'm i'm gonna guess uh, and you know my, my shades do this. I've got some some you know it looks shiny on on your side. You know you're just seeing the reflection. On my side, everything looks a little bit colorized and looks a little bit uh, intensified. Actually, with these shades, I wouldn't be surprised if his visor doesn't actually it look black on from the way that he is presenting. But he has a maybe a more clairvoyant view than we suspect because his moves uh, and and his ballerina tiptoe act. I think I've talked about it before. I'm I'm sad I don't have more Kamara. I, I I'm a big huge fan of him. Oh my and, god! Uh, you know, but Bo says uh, he's got it so the defenders can't rip out his nose ring. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe that. I think that's what. Yeah, uh, the nose ring. What kind does he have? Does he have like a little like Tupac joint, or does he have like a? I don't know. Got like a bull nose joint. No, that's that's a Zeke. Zeke's got that cattle. Yeah, he's got the bull nose ring. So, I I mean. Seriously, the way he's playing, I, he might have like Google Maps inside his visor, dude. Like he's cheating. Yeah, I think yeah. 
they need somebody should take a look inside there because it, it, he is that run, dude. That's, I mean, that was like beast mode. That was like, I mean, yeah. I, 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 the, the I, we part on Lynch. I mean, that, that, yeah. that, that was, uh, if somebody has a better run this season than that, like, sure. yeah, man, like the NFL is on because that's, that, that was just, you know, that was the run of 2020. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I love it. You know, speaking of of elevating other, you know, players uh, in other different teams that we've talked about, I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is somebody that you need to elevate. He's not owned in a lot of leagues. You know, I think he's only owned in in at least, you know, some people do Yahoo, ESPN, whatever he's in. I'm, I'm looking at ESPN right now because that's where we're at. You know, um, he was only owned, I think, in like 30% of teams, 20% of teams. So, you know, he's not owned. You can go get him uh, right now and and elevate him. Guess who he plays in week three, by the way? Oh, I'm sorry. He's only rostered in, in 5%. I'm way above 5%. Um, guess who he plays? He plays the, the Seattle Seahawks. And their sieve of a pass funnel defense that you know he's going to throw a bunch against because – uh, Seattle's going to throw a bunch against, and there's going to be another shootout, my guess. Uh, and so he's somebody who I think you can you can elevate if you need a starting quarterback. Your quarterback sucks. You know, maybe your quarterback has, has not been what you thought he's. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, right. You're Carson Wentz truther, uh, and that's just some hot trash. Uh, but I, I don't want to break into the waiver wire yet, but he's somebody who I do know is on a few teams. Um, yeah, but, I don't know, but you're saying elevate, like put him in your starting lineup. I mean, as a streamer, as a streamer, yes, yeah. I'll tell you if Joe Burrow is still available. Mm. Oh my gosh, dude, yeah. that, that guy has only played in three NFL games. He looks so good. That's why I said Tyler Boyd, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, for whatever reason, him and AJ Green are just not connecting. Um, I keep starting AJ Green. Um, he, he might be segueing us into uh, mitigate because um, yeah, mitigate, that's a mitigation. Yeah, uh, he is. I, I I don't understand it. Uh, but well, I understand it because Joe Burrow is like Mozart back there, dude. Like, yeah. but you know, uh, he he's just looking. It seems like. It seems like he struggles the most at throwing the routes that AJ Green runs too. Yeah. So I mean well, that's part of it. Yeah, they're contested routes too. They're also routes that need to be on the on the on the sidelines. You know, he's the he's out there on the edge. He's out there uh, on those those angles that are a little tighter, and he'd rather not throw those. I get it. You know, he's thrown the ball though a whopping a hundred and forty one times. Uh, in three games, he he averages thirty completions a game, dude. That's ridiculous. Those those are points. Those are points. You want yeah, those? He he just looks so good to me. Um, yeah, Gardner Minshew had a dud. Oof, eesh. he was yeah. hot though. Everybody was hot on him last week. Oh uh, yeah, any, any I got Minshew mania. I I, I I started him. Lost that one. Got me ten points. So. Oh. Um, he, yeah, he might be, uh, <laughs> he might be, uh, eviscerate to eviscerate. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you have, uh, 
better QB options. I, I'm still interested in him, though. Um, yeah. I just think uh, he's going to have games like that from time to time. I just thought, man, versus Miami, I thought he was, I thought it was going to be another fun Gardner shootout, but no, it wasn't. Um, yeah, who else? Anybody else you are saying elevate besides just all the, the studs that everyone drafted? I mean, who who who's come up and is now really, you know, moved up the ranks from from bench to flex or flex to wide receiver two? Yeah. I mean, I mean, for me personally, I, I've been preaching him all offseason, and so it, you know, I He's done really well so far. He hasn't caught a touchdown yet. I think when he does, it'll kind of even be more so. But, you know, C.D. Lamb is somebody who you can just pencil him in. He's running uh, 82% of the time he's on the field. You know, that's a great snap share for a rookie. So I think he's somebody who you can really kind of count on moving forward. That That's in the top 20 of wide receivers, which you, which you love to see. Um, you know, I think he's somebody who you definitely are going to elevate. I think even though he had a bad game last week, I think Darius Slayton is somebody who you want to elevate. Um, you know, he's somebody who he's going to have um, more targets than he was was before when, when Sterling Shepard was on the field. It's now Tate, Shepard, Ingram. He's a part of a three-headed monster. I think he's somebody who, even though last week he played a tough 49ers defense, even though they're hurt, they're still a really good team. You know, they, they have good players. They have good backups. I mean, their backups uh, crush the Giants. So um, I think Slayton – has that late game shootout potential that maybe DJ Shark we kind of thought he did. Um, you know, he had connection with Daniel Jones last year, so he's somebody. You know, eighty-seven percent of the route of the snap share he's getting. You know, that's great. I like that a lot. He's on the field all the time. Yeah. Um. This guy is going to be mentioned in the waiver wire segment, but I like what I saw out of Justin Jefferson too. Mm. Uh, I'm our, I'm already, I'm already buying in. Uh, I think, I think when, once, it, once you break the seal on a game like that, like, you know, uh, a lot of times with rookie wide receivers, you're going to have to wait and be patient and, um, people will drop guys like that in the first few weeks. Um, so he, he, chances are he's on the waiver wire uh, unless it's first come first serve. If you have an auction, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody already dropped them. Uh, he got dropped in our league, our, our, our main league record. Um, so I know there's going to be a bidding war on him. Um, and I would honestly, you know, consider putting him in my flex. Uh, I think he's going to be boomer busts at times, it, you know, um, but they they can't just throw it to Adam Thielen all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. Uh, speaking of that same division, Alan Lazard is the ninth-ranked wide receiver right now. A lot of that has to do with opportunity and and the team he's on. But I think the narrative that, that Aaron Rodgers was kind of going to just hand the ball off this whole year and, and, and they were phasing him out. We were much ado about nothing, it appears, as Aaron Rodgers is one of the top three quarterbacks in fantasy, one of the top – just three quarterbacks in the league again. Uh, and I, I, I feel like it's dang, he's dangerous right now. Like he's got a chip on his shoulder. Uh, and it's not even like, you know, Tom Brady, he'd get out there and he'd be kind of angry. You know, you'd see Tom Brady angry. My man Aaron Rodgers is like cool, calm, calculating. You know, he's 
He's reading all these different books, telling reporters to read these incredible books that are, you know, way above their pay grade. And just, you know, he's out there living the dream right now, I think. And uh, I'm a big fan of Alan Lazard benefiting from that, you know, as a, as a wide receiver too. He's already living the wide receiver two theory dream right now. And uh, yeah. if you got him in the late rounds, you got a top 10 wide receiver. He's not going to finish a top 10 unless, you know, uh, you know, Adams is out for the whole season. But I bet you he finishes top 30. You know, and that's a good value for somebody you got maybe, you know, the 40, 50th, uh, you know, area of, your, of the wide receiver group. So that's somebody who also needs to be elevated in your lineup. Yeah, I think uh, there's eight really, you know, fun teams to watch in the NFC. Uh, the NFC West, everyone. Yeah. Tune in. They're all playing great. Um, and then uh, – Saints, uh, New England Baywatch, did the look great? Um, the Cowboys are going to be good. You know, they lost the Seahawks. So, um, and then, yeah, man, out of nowhere, here come the Green Bay Packers. And uh, like you said, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. And, um, you know, they're moving up Cash's power rankings for sure. Yeah. 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 So I, I think, I think the, uh, the analysts were really trying to pick between Lazard and MVS, um, mm -hmm. Marquez Valdez Scantling, and um, m most of them were saying, you know, MVS, and uh, they were wrong. It, it looks like Lazard is is the uh, the one you want to have on that offense. He's going to be the number two, and yeah. Devontae Adams is out. He's the number one. So. What, what, what do you think about talking about mitigation right now? Because I love I love that that call right there. I think that does give you uh, a lot of upside. You know, you're scoring the twenty point potential upside with Lazard each week. Other side of the coin, what do you do with Ty Hilton? He's just got twenty three fantasy points so far. Twenty three point five. He's not looking great. Seven point eight uh, fantasy points or or, or uh, you know, points per game. Uh, 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 that's just gross. I, I can't, you know, I, ugh, I can't. It's, it's so yeah, bad. I saw an article about, I don't know if it was his mom or his grandma was like, that's just saying you, that's just saying you. And, and, and he, and he was like, you're right. You know, I'm not that, you know, this week's going to be different. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Ma, come on, ma. ma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hit the meat ah! right yeah. Here, here's the problem. It's not Ty. He's crashing funerals now. <laughs> you got any targets? Hey, you got a target? Got a target? He's crashing weddings to catch the bouquet. Ty Hilton catching bouquets at weddings, looking for targets. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, and this is the problem. It's not him. I don't. I don't hate Ty. I think he's in better shape. He's not injured. I don't like that offense that much right now. I don't. I don't like Philip Rivers. I, I hate Philip Rivers. Let me be honest with you. His his sidearm shuttlecock pushing the ball. It's it's old. It was good when he was young. It was quick. He's not hitting Ty deep. I watched his deep ball accuracy last year in San Diego. He would overthrow Mike Williams every game by like ten yards because he doesn't have accuracy anymore. He, he likes his tight ends and yeah. he likes his little dump off. You know, yeah. Naheem Hines, Jonathan Taylor, running backs. That's. Yeah. That's what he does. You not know, Ty's not, not playing terrible. He's in a scheme that's not benefiting him. Right, right. You know, it's yeah. just not. His yeah. air yards are way down. 
Way down. How about, how, how about my how about my uh my boy my third round draft pick uh DJ Moore? Uh, I didn't even want to bring him up because he's kind of so far down on this list of, of points. Is he mitigate? Ah, uh, I think I think what you're seeing is he's getting most of the double coverage. He's getting the attention. I saw a couple good passes and completions last week downfield for you know 20, 30 yards. But man, Teddy is just not what what he needs. Teddy's terrible, is what Bo says. I don't think I don't think he's terrible as much as he doesn't target downfield at all. He is just dink and dunk underneath the, the king of the 12 yard, the 11 yard, the six yard, the eight yard. It's just not great. I, I, I think that that was the chargers. Um, they don't allow a lot of fantasy points to number ones. Um, True. So I'm not, I'm not going to mitigate him yet. Uh, but it is interesting, you know, what's going on in that offense because uh with McCaffrey out um it's just really hard to get a read you know um I, I I'm not gonna mitigate him I'm still still gonna start him um but I you know I think he's he's moved from you know he was a borderline wide receiver one at the beginning of the season um He's now kind of moved to to flex. So, um, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to complete. I'm not, I'm going to wait, you know, if, if, if he's got another two reception game versus Arizona, then, uh, but I don't think that's how it'll be. I I honestly don't. I, 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 uh, I honestly think it might be a good time to try and trade for him. If, if, if you've got some bait. Yeah. Speaking of, of maybe somebody you want to trade for, uh, you know, DJ Moore is down there in the struggle bus city, but uh, he's not alone. He's not by himself. There, there's more than a few friends that are down there. Brandon Cooks, I mean, he was undraftable to me, but you can just, you know, uh, mitigate him to your bench. Uh, my guy, Marquise Hollywood Brown, unless he's busted out and I haven't seen it tonight because uh, I'm in, you know, podcasting now and not totally all in on the game. He's somebody who he, he's, oh, man, you drafted him top 30. You know, right now he's 63rd overall in fantasy points for wide receivers, but he might be a drafting or might be a trade target, like you said. Somebody who you, you know, get the the, the owner who drafted him early kind of unhappy with him. Maybe you flip somebody, get him in down the stretch, but I don't know. I mean, Lamar needs to be consistent. Lamar needs to throw the ball accurately and mo- throw the ball more, really, honestly, for, for that to be a – he's always been a flex to me. He's never been a wide receiver too. He's a DFS – uh, bust off candidate. I think each week, if, if you're looking for a big, all right. I'm trying to find out exactly what he's got right now. Well, I like uh, how you, you found a mailman with a doorbell and a dog. <laughs> I'm, I'm on ESPN Fantasy and they threw their stupid little ad. ESPN Fantasy. What are you doing? Hey, I got a little, you know, um, one, one more guy who I, I want to mitigate and, uh, you know, it. I feel bad because you know what? It, it's not because he completely sucks, um, but it, it's more because of, of of the role that he is he's in right now. Um, and and, you're, and some people might be surprised by by you know who I'm going to say, but Joe Mixon right now, uh, oh man, he, he is just so gross. I, I I mean he's mitigated to my flex, 
But man, I don't even feel comfortable about that. That is just. You no, know he has the most yards after contact, I think, in the NFL, something like that. I mean, he's just, it, he, he's got like a Saquon Barkley offensive line. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not. No, I'm, not outside. I'm not that worried about him. Um, I, 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 I do think big games are coming. Um, it, it's it's going to have to be um, in PPR leagues, though. And, uh, I, you know, hopefully there's more of an uptick in figuring out ways to get him the ball through the air because he just – he, he's going to get two to three yards per carry. <laughs> I mean, that you know, yeah. it is what it is. He, get, he gets two to three yards per carry, he, and he, he leads the league in yards after contact because he's getting hit at the negative one yard line or something like that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. Here's the thing. I don't think Joe Mixon is terrible. I think that offensive line is terrible. Yeah. Uh, I think the games they've all, they've been behind or kind of in, in the first game they were in it with, with Sandy or I'm not sorry, with LA. I'm never going to get over the San Diego Chargers moving to LA. Just like I'm never going to get over the Washington. football team. Yeah. yeah. Jinx. Jinx. Um, Isn't so, it so weird when they say that, that when you're watching the red zone and then now we'll turn back to the football team and the football team has the ball on the football field a football team. <laughs> just call them Washington. It's not hard to go Washington. Yeah. It's just, it's like a non segue. Like, Our team name is the football team. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not, not my team. I gave up on them years ago. What one more friend who might be somebody that you can just mitigate outright is Mark Ingram. Uh, I don't know if he just ran for 90 yards and a touchdown, but uh, he's down in the in the 47th range. He's it's not great. He's not done, not doing great so far. We, we need a little bit more from Mark Ingram. We'll see how he does tonight. But he's somebody who, if you got him as your RB2, he's more flex appeal now than RB2 at the moment. Um, we'll see if he can kind of pick up the pace and, and kind of bring it a little bit better. He, he's you know under 20 points the first two games. That's not good. That's, yeah. under, 10. That's under 10 a game. You, you wanted him from like the 14, 13 point range. So he's down. He's down so far. Uh, what about DeAndre Swift? Oh, last mitigate, week. Mitigate to eviscerate. I'd mitigate. I'd mitigate. Yeah, I think, that, that I think running backs get hurt. I think that's the one thing, too. You know, I'm not somebody who drafts handcuffs, but, you know, right now, Adrian Peterson is the, is the RB1 in that offense. I don't think it's going to be that way the whole year. I think things will change. Players will get hurt. Maybe Adrian Peterson won't because he's apparently you know, inhumane or inhuman or you know, another planet. But I, I do think that the, that the rest of those lions are, are Kieran Johnson. You can just he can eviscerate him if you're holding on to him. Ugh, he's so gross. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I would I would right now I would I would mitigate most of the Detroit Lions offense except if you have. Kenny Galladay, of course, you're starting. And then Jones is an okay flex. And Hockenhaus, as my wife calls him, eh, if you got a better tight end. Cam Akers, eviscerate? No, if you have an IR on your team, hide him on your IR, and then you can kind of just keep him, see what happens with him, and, and wait and see. Um, Isn't it like Darrell Henderson is the guy? I'm, I'm going to say elevate him. Oh yeah, he should definitely be elevated. But but Malcolm Brown's on the field too. They're both they're both really good backs. I think, you know, I would just hold on to him if you can keep on your IR for a little while, just in case somebody gets hurt. Um, you just never know. But 
yeah, if, if that starting duo is – he Cam Akers comes back, he's healthy, and then I would get rid of him if he doesn't play. But, you know, you got a spot on your IR, keep him there. I got four spots on IR. R-I-R. So. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Let's, well, let's jump into our waiver wire, and we talked about a few of these guys, but let, let's jump around. Where do you want to start? What position are you targeting? You Either you're the number one pick or the, your first pick – uh, in your order, you know, you, you're 0-3, you're you know, 1-2, and 2, you're sucking it up, or you have some fab money to spend, unlike yourself in real life, and and there's some guys you want to target. Who are you going after with your first pick? So I got some sneaky waiver wire pickups for everybody. Um, Damian Harris, uh, depending on if you're in a 10 or a 12-man league, he might have been drafted. If you have an IR spot, somebody might have drafted him put him in their IR. Um I picked him up in a league today. Um, I I picked up Rex Burkhead and played him last week. I he's going to come in and he's going to take away Rex Burkhead's position from him. Um, right now, Cam Newton is leading that team in rushing. They they don't want that. No, that that's that's not by design. That's because they have garbage running backs. He had taken over the number one position preseason, and we talked about him on our pre-draft shows. Um, I'm going to say rush out and get that dude, and you can probably you know, get him on the sneak because I don't think anybody is uh, after him. Yep. People are not paying attention to him. Uh, and another, another guy I think is worth picking up like that, you know, depending on you know how stacked your bench is, but – um, Philadelphia is they they have no one at wide receiver and word on the street is Alshon Jeffrey was they were targeting him for week five and they are pushing him up because they they need him um, he might be starting week four for Philadelphia uh, so I think those are two sneaky guys that you could get. I like it. I like it. Um, you know, you mentioned one guy earlier who's not sneaky, but Justin Jefferson. I think he's somebody who, um, you know, you, you kind of need to get him um, and you need to kind of target him if you are in a wide receiver hole or you have some openings in your roster that kind of need to be turned over. I think he's somebody who's worth spending, you know, 15 to 20% of your fab on. You know, 17% might be where you, where you kind of nail it. I wouldn't overspend. He's not, you know, somebody who – you have to have, but he's going to get targets. And I think what you saw was was his, his upside. Uh, but he's fast, man. He's quick. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he was great. He was great in college. So we knew he had some potential. So I think he's a must grab if he's out there and you're struggling at wide receiver. A sneaky grab, maybe not so sneaky, but Andy Isabella took advantage of his time on the field last week with two touchdown grabs. Uh, and he he's not somebody who popped – you know, frequently last year, he had one game or two games where he kind of popped and had long runs. He's an athlete, man. Like he really is. He is a, a footballer. And, you know, I've never really believed in Christian Kirk. He is, he's injured. I don't know how he, he fits in that offense. It looks like it's a one man show right now with DeAndre Hopkins. And that kind of is going to allow for those other people to come open. And I think you saw Andy Isabella take advantage of that, that gristle. And so I think he's somebody who you could probably pick up cheap. And he could be a flex play for you in some of these games that 
that you can see that are going to pop off. Detroit it was a a, um, a loss, but still a game that had a high high total in Vegas. I think it's one thing too if you're looking at who to kind of pick up. What's the game that's going to shoot the next week? Look at the total. Who's Vegas thinking is going to pop off in, in the next round of, of of matchups? And then there you can look for some of your value. Okay, the Bears are going to pop off. Let's say and oh. Anthony Miller is available. And by the way, Anthony Miller is available in our league of record because somebody dropped him right before the game because he sucked last week, which makes sense. Um, but he came back at a touchdown. Nick Foles is there. I think Anthony Miller, if he's not already grabbed, he should be owned on every team. Uh, so those are a few guys I'm targeting at wide receiver. What about running back? I, I've got a little bit of a sneaky play looking at the snap share last week and kind of how things rolled out in week three. I've got a little RB a uh, guy that's unowned in most leagues, and I think maybe he's a good pickup. What are you thinking for RB? Are you going to say Justin Wilson? No, because I actually already own him. And so, you know, um, I, but he is a good pickup. If you haven't picked him up, he he gets those goal line carries. He he fulfills the bigger bruising back role in the Kyle Shanahan offense. He's not the, the, the pass catcher very much, you know, but he can still catch a pass here and there, but that's not his primary role. And so I think that that game script was perfect for him. So he's not going to do that every every week. Sorry, um, I said Justin. It's Jeff. Jeff. Sorry, yeah. it's Wilson Jr. The Jr. Yeah, Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, I'm talking. I'm talking Brian Hill in Atlanta, and I, I think he dropped wow. a pass. He ran for a touchdown. He looked like a quicker, faster back in that offense. And so I think the cream rises at the top in the NFL. And I know that they signed Gurley. I know he's there, but. Gurley, man, he fades at the end. So if you just want to have somebody who maybe won't be fading at the end, uh, pick up the the backup in that situation who who outscored Gurley, I believe, uh, last week. So uh, I, I think that's a nice little sneaky play. If he's not owned, uh, grab him up. I know in Dynasty people are high-fiving. Oh, I started hell. <laughs> so, you know, um, Dynasty committee. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you, where are you at? Anybody else in the RB category who's worth a little bit of fab or a little sneaky pickup? I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that is jumping out. I, here's somebody I like that I think is worth picking up. Uh, you know, potential flex. He always is. And, and he always, he's always on the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. And why not, why not go ahead and grab him now? I think Cole Beasley. Might be a nice little pickup. Six for 100 um, last week? That's 16 points, right? That, that's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, well, he, he, he always does this. I mean, he, he, he was doing the same thing last year. I mean, he, he just, he gets those little dink and dunk passes. And uh, guess where he's right? Guess where? Top 30. Top 30. Right. Right. So I think Cole Beasley is a nice. Nice get off the wire. Um, somebody I'm keeping my eye on. I picked him up in in my main league because I, I my league my team is struggling. Ooh, and, uh, he is. We don't know what's going to happen, but there was a lot of hype on KJ Hamler. Mm. Um, I I'm interested to see what. He does now that Cortland Sutton is out. Um, last week it was Patrick that was getting more of the volume, um, but he's a rookie, so 
uh, KJ Hamler is a rookie. So, you know, we'll see. He's gonna he's gonna have he's he's gonna have an opportunity now to really develop, and I could see him kind of being that Cole Beasley. The only problem is is just uh, we need Drew Locke to get back. So um, yeah. That so, offensive line is terrible too. I mean, goodness gracious, they yeah. they made the the Bucks look like the Bears, the eighty five Bears. They came yeah. in there and just they ate them for lunch. So I got I got one more guy, one more guy that I you know, uh, yeah. depending on you know how your team is, he's not like a must add, but right. Old man Randall Cobb. Had himself nice, and it does. It does look like, uh, you know, it's it's sort of game script dependent. But um, he might be somebody that you could, you know, use for a buy or something like that if you've got one coming up. No, I like that. And 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 the rankings go: Randall Cobb thirty second, Will Fuller thirty third. So you can talk all you want about. Randall Cobb sucks, or he's old, or whatever. But points are points, and I'll be honest with you: if we just took the names off of these, and then just said, "Hey, here's the leaders in points," and had like dooba 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 dooba, like <laughs> our wives play, and, and right, <laughs> they always beat us on picking up players because <laughs> they're just like, "I'm a dooba dooba is number thirty-two. Why don't you pick right. him up?" And you're just like, because he's old. Yeah, who cares? Easily. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not gonna do it. What's them Not gonna play him. Now here you're not gonna play him. Yeah. So well, you know what the ladies know best. They they think about it in a deeper way. So yeah, I like that. Um, I, this is crazy. I'm gonna tell you something crazy to do, and I hate myself for it. And don't you quote me. And I think there's a, you know a good chance this could come back to haunt me. With, with with Nick Foles in the in the game, uh, Jimmy Graham is in play. <clears throat> Sorry, I just threw up on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean that's real. Like he he targets tight ends in the end zone. He likes those big guys in the end zone. Jimmy Graham is a big target in the end zone, uh, and that's what they brought him there for. And I think we all kind of laughed at Jimmy Graham when he got. We're like, ah, oh, he's so terrible. He's six six still. He's still like big hands club. He's still can go, I'm taller than you, DB, in the end zone. So, uh, you know, if you're struggling at tight end, uh, dare I say it, sneak Jimmy Graham in there for, you know, you know. And two more two more tight ends to add to the talk. Um, Moali Cox, uh, he's, probably been, he's, he's probably, he might have already been picked up, but if he hasn't, get him. Jimmy's in um, Cox. And a guy that I was hyping in the pre-draft show finally had – his first big game, Mr. Eric Ebron, and oh, the Ebroninator, yes, yeah. I, 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 I'm telling you, I, the way that Pittsburgh plays, he's just going to fit right into that offense, and Big Ben is going to look for him down in the red zone. Uh, why wouldn't you? He's, right. the, he's the guy to look for. So, um, yeah, he's a good, he's a good tight end snag, I yeah. think. Yeah, well. Uh, one sneaky little quarterback. If you got a quarterback issue and you got somebody struggling, you know, not every week, but maybe streaming option. Jared Goff from time to time seems to get it in. And I think what you're seeing is in that offense, there's just a lot of plays being run. They're averaging over 70 plays a game. I mean, you want that on offense. You know what I mean? You yeah. want to have a bunch of plays uh, 
So uh, in that game against Buffalo, I actually did like uh, a few of those Buffalo Bills plays because I know they both average 70 plays a game. That's 140 plays, you know, for, for a game. That sounds delicious, you know. Yeah, no that's doubt. A, it's a million plays. Yeah, so, I I, uh, I drafted him as my backup to Lamar Jackson, and um, Lamar Jackson has 5.75 points in this game right now. So maybe <laughs> – Maybe he needs to get the get mitigated. Maybe ah, he might. Well, I, I I like it. Let let's transition to around the NFL. Just general observations. Week three, what, what tickled your fancy on a great? Well, let's say this, a great after afternoon of games. Maybe not an initial first amazing first. Except one game to me. I'll just say Atlanta. Get your shit together. I don't. Sorry to the kids. To quote Denny. Well, I feel bad for them because they lost Russell Gage. They lost Julio Jones. I mean, you yeah. can't do it without weapons. Um, well, no, they put up – but they're winning. They're winning. I know, but then they lost Russell Gage. Like, But then their defense didn't lose a bunch of play. Like, they do this every time. Like, there was a stat that was tweeted out by I, somebody, and I heard – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not quote the person who tweeted out, but I've heard the stat that was that they – to lose one – game how they did to the the cowboys it was astronomical to lose like two back to back percent yeah. to do it again the next week when they were leading in the like it's it's insane like it's insane so that game to me you know even though it wasn't a great 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 game it involved a, a mitchell trubisky benching uh a kind of out in front uh by the falcons a comeback a win uh and just man what what do you say for uh, a team that lost a Super Bowl that should have won a Super Bowl. Imagine if they would have won that Super Bowl, man. They probably would have won another. They would not be choking like this again and again. It's just, it's just the same. Matt Ryan can't do it alone. Like he can't. Like you said, he's got weapons that are hurt. But that defense, come on, come um, on, defense. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not a Falcons fan. I mean. I'm a, I'm a football team fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm a football team fan. So I just know my team's garbage. Um, fan, so I think, I think it's, it must be just so hard to be a Falcons fan and just continue to have these, you know, these great games just get ripped away from you. I, I can't, I, I, Oh, I mean, they, and they like, that is like becoming who they are. I mean, it's starting. Yeah, it's their identity. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like they're they're just choke artists. Yeah, yeah. I remember Tony Kornheiser used to call the Washington Capitals. We can still call them the Capitals, right? Uh, Capitals not offensive. I hope um, the Washington hockey team. The Washington hockey team. We'll say that because we don't want to offend anybody. Uh, he called them choking dogs because they would be up three one in series, and and you hear stuff like. Uh, most teams are up 3-1. They have an 87% probability of winning the series. And then in the 90s and the late 80s, they would just choke it away, choke it away, choke it away. And, and it was fitting. You know, it was yeah. fitting. I feel like I feel like we're in the same boat now. Like, they are the choking dogs of the NFL. Postseason, regular season, you have a good chance to come back against the Falcons and to witness an implosion like you would never see on any other team again and again. It's just it is remarkable. It is so. I, had to I, throw I, I think I think when Julio gets good, um, you know, they're going to continue to uh, just you know get up 
and then lose games. <laughs> hey, I hope the core, I hope that, that that Quinn sticks around so that I can still ride the hot hand of of the of the of the offensive explosions that do happen. And uh, you know, that's just kind of so I, I tweeted out one thing I did notice about the NFL games on Sunday. At one point, there was 24 field goals. Mm. 24 field goals in the first set of games, that first eight-game window at the 1 o'clock window. And it was terrible. It was terrible for a while. Uh, thank God there was a few games that redeemed it. And then the second set of games, five glorious games. We had a lot of fun games. Detroit, Arizona was one of those games that went back and forth. You had Kyler Murray running around, DeAndre Hopkins doing his thing, but then the whopper of all whoppers, the best game of the week to me by far. It, it, last night's game was really good too, uh, but the, the the main game was Seattle versus the the, the boys. What a game. You're moist, right? You watch a game, your, your jock gets moist, right? Yeah, man. Oh. Dude, Jack had 475 yards. Hmm. That's insane. I mean, that's um, like a career for Tarod Taylor. Don't don't inject me, Tarod Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I there. That uh, you know, that team is going to be difficult to beat. Um, I do think the Seahawks are just showing that they are they are the powerhouse in the NFC. But um, yeah, the Cowboys. They're good. Cowboys yeah. are good too, man. Cowboys, Packers, Saints. You know that was the Saints without Michael Thomas, right? Um, so, um, well, well and then we got our boy. We got our boy. We got we got beautiful, beautiful touchdown, Tommy. We got Ooh, it's great. England Baywatch. England Baywatch. Mike Evans paid off twice as nice. For the price with with Tommy Two Touch there, he was looking good. I think it was Ian Hartitz that might have uh, tweeted it out. Somebody tweeted out his stat line for the first three games. It's the weirdest stat line you've ever seen in your life. Like, right. yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what zero catches first week. Um, second week six for like a hundred and fifty. Yeah, you know touchdown. Do you have one or two? One. Okay, yeah. And then yesterday, two catches for two touchdowns. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's weird. That is yeah. that's, that's that's peculiar. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's uh it's shaping up to be a fun season with uh New England Baywatch. They're both two and one. They're both they're both right there. You know, they're both yeah. it looks like they're both gonna make the playoffs. Um, so Tom settled, down. Tom settled down. Tom is settling down. His, his, his old eyes are tracking a little bit better. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm ranking the NFC, uh, you know, they're, they're probably around like six, something right. like that. Right. Uh, they might be a wild card team who gets in. There's no lock, though. I, I've heard everyone say, I love this. A team we thought was a Super Bowl contender. Like, it's, like they just drop it in the Fox. You know, they'll like, uh, all right, first and 10, Tom Brady drops back. Oh, nice completion over the middle. A team that we thought was a Super Bowl contender. I think we can all kind of, you know, and, and it's true, but it's just I've never kind of heard 
people so frankly mentioned that this team is not as good as we thought they were going to be. But on defense, they have been good. But on offense, they still struggle to find like what their identity is and how they're yeah, going to play. Still chemistry too, you know. I mean, I I, I could. It just depends. Like I'm rooting, I'm rooting for them to have. I would love, I would love to see New England Baywatch Super Bowl. Uh, and That'd be hilarious. There's an outside chance for it because both teams, yeah. both teams are strong. Um, I don't know in the AFC. Um, so I'll say, I'll say, I put them at about six. Um, I think in the AFC. Let's let's all just apologize to all all the all our fellow fantasy millionaires out there for not telling you to draft Josh Allen in the first round. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, dude, that guy! You could you got him probably in like the eleventh round. So your team is set if you got that dude. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, uh, I think I think it, it goes Chiefs, Ravens, Bills third um and then i might put new england fourth i i think they're a little bit better than than tampa bay i think that they're just a really tough out so yeah um i don't think they're gonna beat beat the bills i don't think they're gonna be able to win that division so they might be a wild card team but uh i think they're there i think they're in, in the in the conversation yeah. yeah, and then this. Yeah, then you got the Steelers look good. You know, Ooh. Ben's back. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think. I, I think. Uh, I think it. It, it to, to me right now though that the way it looks, it just looks like Seattle Chiefs Super Bowl. I mean. Mr. Yeah. Unlimited, he—he—he's sexy. Oh my gosh, that's another guy. I'm sorry we didn't tell you to draft him in the first round. Oh my gosh, at the vapors, man. Just listening, do you talk about Russell Wilson? He is Mr. Unlimited, dude. Oh man, he really is. I mean, he, uh, dude, all uh, if you're doing DFS, you start either. Start him every week. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. he's like he's he's this season's equivalent of Christian McCaffrey. Like, yeah. Put him in your lineup. Shout out by the way. Speaking of that, shout out uh, Pete Oberzet who won 10k this week. Uh, and guess what? He he played Russell Wilson and double stack attacked him with uh, both wide receivers. So he had Lockett and he had Metcalf. Great call. He probably would have won a million dollars or won the spy, won a hundred thousand if Metcalf would have caught that second touchdown or first oh. touchdown or whatever. Yeah, sons of what a what a bonehead move there. Catch the ball, you you, you keep it in, man. You got to keep it in. But anyway, uh, your boy also uh was up 350. So you know, 5k last week, 350 this week. But we're, we're trending positive, and that's a that's a that's a good thing. My wife is is more pleased than she was last week, even though last week I won a lot more. She, had, I think, finally thinks it's real. We talked about the wood floors. Uh, today I got her in touch with your loan guy. I canceled our car insurance. I got new car insurance. Uh, I yelled at the Ecamm people. Hey, Ecamm, guess what? We're not on your platform anymore. Get your shit together. I'm serious. Yeah. Like, goodness gracious. Uh, they, I, I, I talked to them, and they told me today um, – well, it's a 14-day policy uh, to get your money back you know, for the year, which I paid for – 
And I just said, hey, listen, man, you know, I didn't know you guys were going to suck. <laughs> I didn't know. I got trusted you'd be good. And, and you just kept sucking and kept sucking. It was too late. The suck train had left the station. So, uh, you know, we moved over. We're on StreamYard, uh, and I'm, I'm loving it already. Easy interface. Nice to be able to see everything in front of us. And we're going to jump. With that being said, we're going to jump to three tweets. All because, right. You know, um, what three, we do here. We, well, yeah, what we do here on three uh, on three tweets is we get into uh, between at least me and Michael are the DMs. We we DM each other our tweets, and uh, I like yours. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna throw yours up here. Hold on one second. This is a great, it's a great tweet. I saw this earlier and I loved it. So uh, I'm gonna share this tweet. Do the NFL memes one. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly the one I'm doing. Yeah, no, yeah. no, you. You've got right, I'll, read it. I'll read it and then you press play. So this is from NFL memes. Yeah. Um, Hold on one second. I need to pull this out into uh, into my other box to to play it. So hold on one second. This is a uh, a video of Vince McMahon uh, lying in a hospital bed, and NFL memes tweeted out. Are you ready? Is it uh, hold on one second. Okay. All right. Hold on. I need to. This is from uh, Monday Night Raw. I don't know. Okay, a while ago. Here, here we go. Let me yeah. let me get it set up, and uh, I'm gonna push play on it. Does it have uh, audio? Or no? Yeah, it's got audio. So this says uh, from NFL memes: leaked footage of the Chargers team doctor taking care of Tyrod Taylor. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I like you in his underwear. This doctor's beating. Vince McMahon punching his leg. He hits him with a frying pan. Oh man, that's uh, that's hilarious. I love it. That's that's a strong entry, my friend. I'm not gonna lie. That's a strong right. entry. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up my my own tweet because you know Toots has to toot uh, his own his Tug own. Up, toots, toots. Toots up. Yeah. So uh, for those who can't watch or just listening, I have a picture of myself up, and then I have a picture of the dad from the original, you know, Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox when he he's all upset and he shows his son that he's a a werewolf too, and uh, and I have a picture of me <laughs> next to it. We look pretty similar, and uh, we both have a, a kind of a weird expression on our face, and it says before and after, one month of distance learning, and the only kind of difference between us is that uh, the, the, the dad's a lot grayer, uh, and I, I'm a lot darker in my hair. So it's a visual thing here on the Periscope, but you know, I thought I'd throw it out there. It got over a hundred likes, or it got a hundred likes, so. You know, I thought it was worthy because uh, I thought it was, you know, anyway, that was, that was my. A hundred liker for toots. That's pretty strong. Well, I like yours. I like you're, you're the winner here to me. That you're, Yeah, that was just, I mean, Tyrod Taylor being beaten by, <laughs> by his doctor, punched in the cat. Like, yeah, man, they stabbed him in the heart with a trident, man. Like, they, they did him dirty. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think that's hilarious. Did you, you want to send over your next one or is it already in the stream? It's already in there. It's Andrew Schultz. 
Andrew Schultz. Well, you know that that's one of my guys. Uh, and so, all right, here it's up on the screen now. Here's what it says. It says this is from out. Yeah, well, first it says from Outkick. Woke Spotify employees are demanding control over Joe Rogan's podcast. So this is the whole controversy regarding Spotify. Um, there's been talk that they're not going to release all his shows. And this is coming from this is all news to me. I need to be enlightened. Yeah. Yeah. So Spotify, you know, Joe Rogan signed a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify and he's, he's still on YouTube, but he's transitioning. Um, and now Spotify is going to eventually become the exclusive distributor of Joe Rogan. Um, so he signed a big deal. And now Spotify employees are like, they're, they're saying that they're going to strike. So, Oh, good. Good. Yeah. The first tweet was woke Spotify, woke Spotify employees are demanding control over Joe Rogan's podcast. So Andrew Schultz tweeted, which, you know, I just think it's smart. Wait till they hear the lyrics from the music on their platform. <laughs> it's just so true. I mean, it's, it's what it is, is it's selective outrage. Um, and I think what we can do sadly in society and, you know, we, we had a lot of jokes in the first couple episodes where you would we'd intro us and, and talk about a heavy issue and say we we're going to get into it. But right. here's the thing about it. And, and we'll, we'll always talk about this, I think, as as free thinking kind of comedic influenced you know, podcasters, presenters, uh, you know, artists, whatever it is. You know, the ability to say what you want about anybody is a real important thing in society. And uh, for, for people in a, in a money making operation to go, we're not going to work if his words are said on this platform after they paid him, they should have talked to their employees before. Right. I mean, I mean I, if that was that big of a deal, that, that to me is not power to the people that, that is more um, tyranny of the people, you know, and, and it's missing the boat because Joe Rogan to me is what's right about this world because he brings people together. He has perspectives and maybe they're not what you want to hear, but he's nice to everybody. And I, I don't want to say this in a too glib way, but, to me, there's not a better like Jesus Christ like figure in our society now than Joe Rogan because he doesn't he doesn't harbor animus to really any uh, people overtly. I mean, he's not a Nazi. He doesn't like Nazis, but you know, he's he's not beating the drum hatred towards anybody. I think that's a real big thing that I think that that people need to get behind in all sides, left, right, middle is is not demonizing uh, people for their views and. and um, listening caring loving and then you can decide if they're worth listening to and, and you don't need to strike over it though that's for sure so my two cents yeah 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 and you know i just i just like the tweet because i mean you know where does it end i mean um right. you you are gonna quit because you know you don't agree with certain things that he says but this is spotify i mean <laughs> like I mean, we're right. talking about a, 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 a music media site and it, where does it stop? You know, wait till they hear the lyrics from the music on their platform. It's, I, I, I mean, it, it's almost like, are we headed back into, you know, Salem? 
I McCarthyism? Mean, McCarthyism? Well, yeah. It's weird. It's just weird. It's weird. You know, I mean, the, the idea that you want to, you know, censor somebody like Joe Rogan, it's just, it's just odd. And the, the, the reason why I like the tweet is I just think it's, it's sharp because it's ironic. Well, where does it end? Where yeah. does it end? Because right. you're, you're dealing, you're dealing with a platform where, I mean, you know, are we not going to be able to have Metallica on there or Marilyn Manson? Yeah. So I don't know. How about this? How about this? This is our open audition to work for the Spotify. Hey, Spotify, throw me and my boy a couple hundred G's over here. Bring us in. We'll tell you what's popping. We'll give it to you straight, especially on the fantasy football. If you want to start off the fantasy football, uh, we'll be down for the pound. You know, to get rid of that 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 trash that doesn't want to work with Joe Rogan. I'll work with Joe Rogan. I'll talk to Joe Rogan. Get the hell out of here. Jeez Louise. That's ridiculous. That's just elitism in a group of people. That's garbage, man. I love Joe Rogan. So I just won my game in Crab Cakes Invitational. Woo! Lamar Jackson touchdown. Hi, 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 hi. Hi. Who'd you beat? Who'd you beat? Who'd you beat? Who'd you beat? Uh, fantasy six pack. Oh, that's my my guy Joe Bond. So listen to this. Since we're kind of in the shout-out portion of the show, the deep dive anyway, uh, I'll say this. I got on his podcast this week with uh, him and our boy, AJ, who's in our league as well. And uh, apparently it was great because they both DM'd me and just said, man, that was phenomenal. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Went over 1,000 views on the Periscope, which is phenomenal, apparently, because they told me it was phenomenal. They're really excited. Uh, later, the, A couple days later, I did another show with my man Chase, uh, Fancy Intervention, and then my man Bo together. We talked DFS. And then on Saturday, I met with Michael Hoff, the Hoffinator, the not don't call me Hasselhoff, Michael Hoff, and uh, we did my DFS money shot. I, I ran him for fifty bucks, and I heard that Anthony Savino is he, he wants a little uh, revenge for the FF, you know, the, the, the oh, now. Yeah, I, no, yeah. no, no, he he called me out because oh. here's, here's what happened: is I beat his man, you know, I whooped him, I whooped on his man, and yeah, so now uh, he's gonna come in Big Brother style. Yeah, Big Brother's coming to get me, and so okay. you know. I, I know. I just got. I gotta say. So, you know, next week I beat. I beat my man Mike. Now I'm up against Anthony, and then we're gonna rerun it. The the following week, the three of us are gonna go at it uh, for a little. So I could be up, you know, two and two nothing, and, and be going to the three peat against these guys, or it could be an even Stephen coming back for the head heads up at the end. It's all exciting. It's great stuff going out there. The 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 other podcasts I got going are also the the Millie Maker which I didn't win this week, but I got 40 bucks out of it. So I doubled my money. Uh, and then I also, I, you know, I, I love talking prop bets. I'm up right now. My total is 36 uh, wins, 32 losses. That's just where I'm at right now. So I'm plus, I'm at 53%. I want to be a little higher, but you know what? I'm not in the black. I'm not in the, in the red, which is good. You know, I'm excited about that. Uh, still growing, still learning. Anything you want to plug, man? Anything you're rocking with these days? I just rock with the fantasy millionaires. You know, tune in, tune in to my man over here and uh, listen to all those things. And uh, yeah, tune in next Monday. Put the game on mute. Get get the uh, fantasy landscape. And uh, yeah, we'll be here every Monday, 930, doing it live. Check it out, guys. Appreciate everybody being here. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.